0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. On today's episode of GIST Healthcare Daily, we'll hear from Dr. Jeremy Cowles, Sanford Health's chief physician. The Sioux Falls, South Dakota-based system is building a virtual care center to consolidate its telemedicine offerings and deliver virtual care at scale it's monday october 4th and i'm alex Olgan with just healthcare daily where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes if you like the podcast please take a minute to leave us a rating or a review it helps other listeners find the show Last month, Sanford Health announced it would be building a virtual care center with a philanthropic investment of $350 million, with the goal of expanding rural healthcare access and medical education. The Sioux Falls, South Dakota-based system has 46 hospitals across the upper Midwest, and also long-term care facilities that extend even further. And this virtual care center could be hospital number 47. Other systems have built physical buildings consolidating telehealth offerings in one place. One of the earliest was Mercy Health in St. Louis, Missouri in 2015. St. Luke's Health System in Idaho also has one. In Sanford competitor in South Dakota, Avera Health just spun off its long-standing telehealth business, e eCare, which it started as an eICU program. To learn more about Sanford's plans, I spoke with the system's chief physician, Dr. Jeremy Cowles. Here's some of our conversation. Dr. Cowles, Sanford already offers several telemedicine services, so what will be different about this virtual care center? Is it more of a play to consolidate all the system's telemedicine offerings under one roof?
1: Sanford Health exists on a footprint about the size of Texas. Um, In that, we have uh, four major medical centers, about 40 smaller uh, community access-type hospitals, and a great deal of our care already is predicated on the fact that um, specialists in those major medical centers have to be able to make contact either with doctors in those smaller centers or sometimes into clinics or patients' homes the way we work right now. And so things like telestroke, uh, things like ER consultations, um, things like virtual visits for mental health became a huge portion of our business during and around the COVID epidemic. And so it is work that we've already been rolling into uh, throughout Sanford in order to make sure that we could reach our patients where they were at. So I think a little bit of it is the consolidation. It's really the idea of putting a great deal of the horsepower, if you will, computing and otherwise into one place um, so we know where it's at. The other option it gives us is the ability to partner with some universities, that sort of thing, um, so that we can teach not only the provider side of this equation, but the IT side of this equation as well, um, so that all involved can understand how we need to work together in order to bring care closer to people at home.
0: And so what prompted the decision to to build this virtual hospital? Because like you mentioned, a lot of this virtual care is already being provided.
1: I, I think the prompt is really twofold. Number one, we happen to have the benefit of a very generous benefactor. Um, and so having Uh, Denny Sanford being willing to share some of that with us has been very helpful in projects that wouldn't otherwise have funding to get off the ground. Um, Right now, we know that paying for telehealth care is a difficult situation in many many formats. And so understanding how to build that infrastructure before necessarily all of the payers have caught up is, it's difficult.
0: This virtual care center will actually be a physical building that will house clinicians. Can you tell me about how Sanford plans to staff this building and when it would be built?
1: For a good portion of this, it will be structured you know, like a larger hospital. It will need to have a medical officer. It will need to have a nursing staff. It will need to have a group of people that are all surrounding the care team in order to make sure that we can get our patients to where they need to be. Don't have details quite on the timeline yet. We're hoping to break ground here. Um, hopefully spring of next year.
0: How will this virtual hospital help Sanford gain efficiencies? Now, providers squeezing in a few telehealth visits during the day here and there doesn't really save them that much time or really allow them to actually see that many more patients.
1: As a doctor would try telehealth in the onesies, twosies sort of things, they didn't get faster at it. For some people, they may want to divide them. For other people, they may just want to sit down at a desk and say, "I'm doing virtual today," and this is the way I'm going to roll forward. But to do that, you have to be able to convert a significant portion of your population to that virtual platform. And I think that's what we um, see as a true efficiency gain is when you've got enough people to make that critical mass to say, you know, either every other one of my patients is going to be virtual, so I know how to plan my day, or Tuesday is virtual day, and this is where I'm going to spend my time. But it works much better that way than it does. I'm going to try to run into my office quick, see one person virtually. And oh, by the way, I'm fighting with my headphones and fighting with my microphone, and I'm not quite sure how this works.
0: And big picture, I mean, how does the building of this virtual hospital fit into Sanford's uh, broader strategy?
1: So I think big picture, this fits into the strategy as we talk about A., training more residents, training more fellows, training more folks to do rural medicine. We have to have a place where they can learn what rural rural medicine is different than your average big city. And part of that is being able to reach out a little bit farther using the virtual platform. I think the other part very much of it is being able to connect those communities and connect those people in those communities in a way that isn't as common if you live just down the street from your hospital or your clinic.
0: Is it a way for Sanford to achieve scale and you know, broaden um, their reach? I think
1: it absolutely is. I think it's a way for Sanford to, A, make their footprint more solid, make sure that in all of those miles in that landmass the size of Texas, they can get to places. But also right now, we have a very large long-term care footprint as well that's actually larger than that Texas landmass. And one of the things that's difficult right now is making sure we're appropriately connected to make sure we take care of all of those elderly folks in those long-term care facilities. And so making sure we have a more one-to-one connection with those folks is very, very helpful as well.
0: And I'm wondering, is this an indication where the market is headed? I mean, do you think every large health system will need a virtual hospital or, or have a virtual hospital in the next couple of years?
1: Well, I think it's important to recognize that um, many people are mobile in their lives the way it is right now already. Um, they have you know, places they travel to, or they have winter homes south of here. If you happen to live in the Dakotas, that's not all that uncommon. But yet they'd rather not see a different doctor in their place in Arizona than they do in their place in South Dakota. And if you could find a way to reliably connect to the doctor you've known for the last 15 years in South Dakota, I think most people would do it. And so... It's providing that seamless care, um, no matter where the person happens to log in and where the person happens to find themselves when they need it.
0: The race to become the healthcare platform for consumers is on. Digital health companies and other disruptors like Amazon are all expanding their digital front doors to capture consumers. And insurers like CVS Health and Cigna are embracing virtual-first health plan offerings. Is this virtual care center a way to build out Sanford's platform?
1: I think so. I think much like any other platform you describe, what it is, is really, will your patients identify this as the way they get care? And if they do, that becomes the platform. You know, it's, it's not so much about the way I describe it or the way my, you know, uh, IT leaders describe it as much as it is, how does the patient describe how they get their best care?
0: I want to talk about the future. Looking ahead, do you see Sanford building more virtual hospitals across the system's footprint, or how do you see the virtual hospital expanding capabilities?
1: I think every town will probably have a place you can connect with a Sanford physician. But you may have the x-ray machine in a town next to you, and the hub will still be in Sioux Falls. But you'll be able to make those connections along the way. So sort of, you know often like you have a coffee kiosk in the parking lot of a large store, maybe we have a kiosk to help get some of the healthcare that you couldn't do on your phone in your house. Um, And so making sure we can reach out with those sorts of things to help them in the places we need to, having somebody to draw your blood in a place that's easier for you to reach, all of those things, maybe the next steps in those connections.
0: Cowell says that Sanford plans to use this virtual care center to continue expanding Sanford's digital health offerings. The rapid growth of telehealth during the pandemic for low-acuity conditions has been widely adopted by patients. GIST Healthcare's Teresa Breen says as hospitals look to extend this care to higher-acuity patients, calling it a virtual hospital could help. Building out or branding virtual services like e-visits, remote patient monitoring, and other kinds of telehealth under the umbrella of calling it a virtual hospital or a virtual care center may be a really effective way for health systems that are currently pursuing other types of care models like hospital at home. One of the things we've been hearing anecdotally about hospital at home is that some patients are skeptical about whether or not they're going to be receiving actual hospital-level care from their houses. Patients may view it as more legitimate if they're asked if they want to be admitted or transferred to the system's virtual hospital instead of being asked if they want to be treated at home. Some patients may interpret the latter as being offered lower-level or less safe care. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.